but it really is as simple as like the the reason most people don't ever do anything is because they overthink it or they don't think that they could ever do it like they live outside of themselves and like they're like well you could never it's like no just do it like i remember thinking how would i ever write a joke like I literally remember thinking that, like how, where would I even begin to do that? And then you just get on stage and you ramble around like I've been doing for an hour and then you just figure shit out. Like you're like, oh, okay, well maybe this will work. That got a laugh. Welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot these days. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good Lord, it's already season two. Grab a drink, take a seat and get ready to just go with it. What is going on, you guys? Happy Friday, happy hour. We're back with another episode of Just Go With It. And today we are joined by a very special guest. And everybody knows Ashley and I love talking to new people. And it's also very exciting when it's a male because there's just not a lot of men on this podcast slash men listening to it because we all know our content is for the girlies and for the girlies only. Shout out Parker. He's our only male that listens. He told me the other day. Oh, there you go. (laughs) But we're so excited to welcome not only someone who is new to my life, but also someone who has a really cool hobby slash passion slash career endeavor. And that's what your 20s are about, everyone. We're trying different things. We're going for it. And we're going to pick this guy's brain. But something really funny is that we met him on Hinge. His name is Hinge Hunter, a.k.a. Hunter Boris, a.k.a. String Bean. Welcome to the podcast, Hunter. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> In light of the whole string being shtick, because <laughs> he is taller than Abby and might not be her in arm wrestling, we were taking bets earlier. You do know if when Abby talks about you to me, she will say string bean and I'll say SB. Yes. SB. She said bean today. That was a new one. I liked bean. This morning I texted her back and said, yeah, let's have the bean. Abby and the beanstalk. Before we like get into all the fun stuff, which I guess is about comedy and life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. Tell us about you coming across Abby on Hinge because I've certainly seen her Hinge profile through the years. I've seen a change in Wharf and I've seen her beer poster be on there and I've seen her be pressed and ready to go. <laughs> so the what- same way that I change in Wharf, so does my Hinge. Exactly. I was about to say, Dan, did you talk about her Hinge like it's Jonah Hill? It's just ever changing. It is. Sometimes it's a beach bum. You never know who you're going to get. What drew you to Abby? I sound like win a date with like Ted, whatever that thing is. <laughs> win a date with who, Ted? Where, why did you go behind door number one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is your turn to talk. Um, you can be funny. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to be funny. That's the whole reason we had you on, not so that you could just be nice. We were begging, don't be nice. Yeah, we no, don't no. like nice people. Um, I mean, she's beautiful, obviously. It's sweet. And, her ego's the size of Texas already. <laughs> and she said that she saw me at a show, so I was like, oh. So technically, that's not the first time that she had seen me in person or like it interacted with me. Oh, so you said clearly she thinks that I'm good enough to interact. I think she fucked me is what I think happened. Clearly she thinks I'm the tit. So she came to one of my shows. I mean, Hey, if she accidentally saw me on stage, it must be, you know, it must be real. Let's talk about some highs and lows. This is really funny. What have we been seeing each other for two weeks? I literally, I feel like I'm in a Zoom interview. I feel like I forgot my tuxedo. (laughs) Like I feel like I I didn't wear. (laughs) Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. What's, what's Hunter's middle name? You, I bet you don't know. It's Bryson. Yeah. No. We had our first date. We went to Nada, which is like a Mexican restaurant. 
you picked me up, you had your truck, it was a whole thing. Let's well, you were it. late, so that's a low. I was not late. 15 was, minutes doesn't count, though. Was it more than 15? I don't think 15 counts. 15. I think you were early, and I said, give me 15, I'll be down. I would rather be early than late, right? <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what are some highs and lows about Abby? I need you to say one constructive criticism. I'll be honest with you, and I'm not even just saying this. Like, I haven't really seen any lows. No, you got to like, name one. Down. Don't forget, you're trying to sell tickets to your comedy show. So, like, what's another low about her? Don't forget, um, you're trying to sell tickets. Well, I mean, she could use a little less makeup if we're being honest. There I, mean, you like, are. I, I know, I know. That's the whole point. I think she looks better with some makeup on. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I don't. This is why we're best friends. Her and I. Are you hearing wedding bells or anything? Have oh. you been married before? Now's the time to say it. You know, it comes up more for people than you would think. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. If she's known me for two weeks and I was like, oh, like, oh, by the way, I've been through a divorce. That's why I live in a duplex in the middle of nowhere. Let, at what point do you tell someone if you've gotten a divorce? The, the third date? By the fifth. I, mean, I, feel like, I feel like that might be like a first date thing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm saying by the fifth. I'm giving some leeway. The fifth? I mean, it depends. If you're someone that has all your eggs in a million baskets and you can't keep the yeah. name straight of how many people you're seeing, the fifth it will do. <laughs> Uh, so you live in a duplex because I mean, your wife's phone's going crazy over here. It's like a fucking Shut pickup line. <laughs> she has three different lines. Um, yeah, right. I got three phones. Yeah, the other two phones are in the drawer. You bought a duplex for the wife and the kids. Christmas is a lot yeah. different this year because they won't be with you. <laughs> I have a question. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts on the nickname String Bean? Because you take it in good stride. Yeah, here's the thing. It could be String sure. Bean is the nicest thing you could call me, honestly. <laughs> So you wear it with pride. He's going to yeah, wipe I mean, your earring. Yeah, what am I going to do? I'm not. You should change your license plate to like SB, like something else. I don't SB. know what. Yeah, and just tell SB people like. SB forever. It's, it's Super Bowl. It SB Super Bowl. forever. <laughs> SB forever, yeah. Uh, he's a piece of edamame for Halloween. No, I, I used to get called Gumby a lot by my family. If Gumby? you know who Gumby is. Oh, that's is. a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. How Gumby. about Flat Stanley? I feel like I could. Yeah, that's a good one. You make him stand far away from you in pictures and like you're holding him (laughs) to take pictures around the world like Flat Stanley. For scale. You just slide me under the door like I'm a note. You could probably do that. Probably. If you bought him a fall over. So that's really nice of you though to take it in stride though, the whole streaming thing. Like I said, a lot of guys get real hurt real easy about real silly stuff. I mean, that's insane if you get mad about a nickname. Yeah. If if you get a nickname, that means you're important. If you get a nickname, you're a significant in some way. That's so And it means true. that people are talking like, about you. Right. Well, hey, any publicity is good publicity, right, ladies? It's true. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, it, it is weird when, like, people – because there will be comics that will get mad at stuff. And it's like, yo, if everybody's talking to you and, like, making fun of you, that's a good thing. Like, if all the attention's on you, that's a good thing. Yeah. 100%. That's where I'll roast. Yeah, like I've been saying that since birth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Abby used to come home crying from from high school. All the attention is good. <laughs> Her? When no I was way. Getting bullied? Yeah. No way. Yeah, I got bullied. Yeah, a little believe. bit. That's why you bench eight hundred pounds now. Mm-hmm. I just take out. I think of something yeah. angry every time I have to bench something heavy. You look in the mirror and you're like, "Fuck you! I didn't wear too much makeup in high school." <laughs> yeah, I was so annoying in high school. Holy shit! I'm sorry. So I'll stop cutting. What is the worst first date you've ever been on with anyone? Not just Abby. I mean, I pretty much got catfished one time. I have okay. A oh, please, it. please do. Like, I, I have a bit about it. Was it. the first time I ever used Tinder in like. I don't know, 2017, 2018. And I was about to move here. You know, she looked good in photos and it looked like they were, essentially she looked like she ate the girl in the photos. It was, I mean, she weighed probably 150 pounds more (laughs) 
than she did in the picture. I was like, are these pictures from your senior year of high school? It was, I do that uh, too. So I uh, was there and I had my friend, I swear to God, I had my friend call me, pretend like something happened and I had to go help him and I left. Like in the movies. Yeah. Was she nice though? Yeah, no, she was nice. And I was nice. I wasn't like... I mean, I lied. But I under, yeah, if it's such a massive By graphic difference that you wouldn't. I'm doing an injustice. Yeah. They look so different from the photos that you wouldn't even recognize them in the street. Then yes, that is an extreme. Yeah, no, it is. Like, I'll burn a bit right now. Like, it is if, like, you were looking for a 2007 Camaro on Facebook Marketplace, and then you go to meet the guy at the Costco parking lot, and he shows up with, like, a 97 model. You're going to be upset. <laughs> You're going to try to fight him in the parking. You're going to lose your membership. I don't know. It's like, look, dating apps are cool. Liars are not. <laughs> Liars and I think we can, not. I think we can all agree on that. From what Abby's told me, because whether I want to hear it or not, sometimes she gets an immediate response. Sometimes it stockpiles, like is the Pony Express. She'll tell me about every single interaction that she has with any man ever. <laughs> yeah, I so, love telling Ashley. Right? I know that you do treat women relatively well. That's a compliment for you. Take it. Run with it. <laughs> what is some advice that you have? For a man listening or someone, uh, well, a man's not listening, a girl that should probably tell a guy in her life this, what are the top three things that you think a nice guy should do in a date? Because nice guys don't finish last. We're getting older. Men, listen up. Yeah. <laughs> listen is number one. Pay attention, right? Okay. That's what you want. You want to talk and you want us to fucking listen, right? Like she she was <laughs> showing me her, what was it, the board? The, the, my mood board for my the mood board. party. Yes, and I was genuinely interested because it is cool, and I like the color purple and disco balls. Yeah, and I'm so not should, in the pay attention because some boys, yeah. it's no like homo, yeah, yeah, no homo to the disco some, balls. Some the boys, it's like hell, it's like pulling teeth, trying to get them to ask more than one question. No, okay, and then here's here's number two, plan. Okay, right, like you want to plan. You want to if you're going to be a man, you have to assemble an itinerary yeah. of some sort. Mm-hmm. okay because then what she's not going to be stressed god knows she's not going to make a decision anyway so then you're going to be stuck in limbo instead so of like, a guy saying what area do you live in what sounds good to you well no i mean like obviously ask like yeah. ask what they want give options right yeah. uh, so what do you want i don't know what do you want to do yeah it's like what are we doing dude make a decision yeah it's like if she doesn't immediately say something about, oh well i know that. like i did recommend the place and it just happened to be right by where she lives so. yeah so far you're two for two with alliteration. Pay attention and plan. So what's the third? The third P. Is there another P? Hmm, you don't have to make now, it dirty. Now there's got to be, right? <laughs> um, here I'll do the southern. Uh, appreciate. Got appreciate. Got appreciate them. <laughs> Words of affirmation. Uh, <laughs> gifts. Physical touch. Oh, just all the love languages. All of the the main three, the big three. All right. But yeah, no, all, just don't be a piece of shit. I think that's the easiest. Yeah, that's another one. Piece of shit. Don't be it. Piece of shit, comma, don't be it. Comma, don't be it. Yeah, hashtag don't be a piece of shit. So you're at four P's then. That was good. Can you make it one more, a fifth in that case to like round it out? To just round it out? The five D's of dodgeball? Yeah. Okay, yeah. well then we'll just go appreciate again. No. Um. <laughs> Gotta be quicker than that. No, I mean, hey. It's got to be quality, not quantity, right? Um, I don't know. I think the biggest thing is just you got to, you have to kind of know what they want without them telling you. So perception. Yes. Perception. The another P. Perception is reality. And that's going to, the doors of perception, Jim Morrison. Yeah. Like you, you have to just kind of know, like, I guess that kind of goes back to the planning, like take initiative. Even if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like I asked her if she wanted to go to the drive-in and that was very fun. 
And I feel like it's not like you don't, you want to be creative, right? Like what dinner yeah. in a movie, that's lame. Movie's not good because you can't really talk during the movie. Like you're not really going to get to know each other. You might the cop movie. a fill, but that's all. <laughs> yeah. But look, that's for after you've got a nice understanding of who the other person is, right? You want to lay a base. Don't be too early. I thought about a P pick them up. There you go. Yeah, well, like, that some goes people back get to a little like, freaked out, though. Like, I don't know if I want him knowing where I live right away. Well, and that's that's kind of what I told. I was like, "Do you want me to pick you up, or do you want me to meet yeah, you there?" Respect. Obviously, I would rather pick you up, but it's like I get it too. If you don't know somebody, well, first off, letting somebody pick you up is crazy. Like, if you don't know them, that is why. I yeah. guess it's a lot less crazy now because, like, you can tell friends ping the phone, whatever. But yeah, it is. Um, it's a gamble. I think it's different if you're in an apartment complex. Yeah. If you're in a house, then obviously they know where you live. No, totally. But at the apartment, he still might park at the parking lot across the street and like wait for you to come and go to the gym if he was a freak. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, totally. That's, He's like, shoot, I have an I idea. Mean, I've only done that a couple times, but. Uh, <laughs> and how'd that work out for you? <laughs> you didn't see me. So. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so no. good. Unfortunately, I'm too busy to stalk you. I would love yeah. to in my free time, yeah. but I just don't. Just don't have the fun. time. You're not fun to stalk, though, because you make your business everyone else's business. Everyone knows when you <laughs> take a shower, no, people, leave the house. know what you want them to know. Oh, you're talking about so Abby. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. mostly you, Ashley. You know if I, like, breathe a certain way at a certain hour of the day, like, you'll you'll hear about it. Um. Yeah, she's Abby's very invasive. In fact, when I was at her house last, she w- went into the bathroom to go and use the toilet, and she left the door open, and I took a picture <laughs> of her. And she said, what are you doing? That's an invasion of privacy. And I said, all I've done since I met you is have my privacy invaded. You won't leave me alone. <laughs> I could be in the shower. I could be <laughs> in the bathroom, and all you do is come barging in. Yeah. But girls love girls love oversharing. They love like. Well, I have sisters. I have aunts. I have like. Yeah. They, I feel like women love a surveillance state. Mm-hmm. They love being watched, and they love sending stuff to people. This is a generalization, of course. Yeah. It's, well, because it's like when you, you FaceTime your friends it's like, like eight hours a day, or like you let them know every little tidbit. Did I send you that TikTok that was me, and it was the girl, and she was getting a FaceTime, and she was like, it's my best friend in the entire world that is the most funny person I know, and she's calling, and I, I'm, there's nothing I want less than to pick this up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see that one yet, but that's funny. Okay. So, how do you feel when I call you? Well... No, I always love when you call me, but there have been maybe two, one, two times where it's like, I don't know if I have it in me right now. Like, sure face bad. Yeah. Um, what do you think makes a good hinge profile for a woman? Pictures of your whole body. Like in a bathing and... suit or like? No, not even that. Just like, <laughs> I mean, don't be in a goose down jacket, but you know. Like a standing photo of you. Yeah, just like a, a standing photo next to other humans. Yeah. For, for, for... Yeah, for scale. <laughs> exactly. I think that's number one. A bikini picture never hurts, right? If you um, saw me for scale, I'd be towering over everyone yeah. else in the photo. But I have the upper hand. I don't have to worry about that. Do you have any other questions about dating, Abby? Yeah, think, Abby. How do you think it's going so far? I'm here doing a podcast with you in your living room, so I would say I'm pretty comfortable. Pretty comfy. Yes. How would you rate our first date compared to other first dates you've been on? I already told you that. Well, you didn't tell the audience. It was the, That was the first, and I told her this that was the best first date i'd ever been on you can't and i didn't just your ego too much not to be annoying but that's not the first time i've heard that yeah. well, i was about to and- say i what i've garnered is that i've got the sauce <laughs> i've got a good i've got riz also what i've garnered is a lot of girls are a lot harder of a first date than i think you know you think everyone's normal yeah. and talkative but i think that it's a lot harder to find a normal talkative person than one might think 
Yeah, and then you have to carry the whole conversation. Well, I feel like the conversation flowed very well, and like we can both talk to people well. At the beginning of this episode, we talked about when I was doing your intro, I was like following your passion. Maybe it's a hobby. What would you call it? A hobby? What is it right now? I mean, eventually I want it to be a career, but right, right. now it's definitely more of a hobby. I mean, and it's a passion. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes, it is a passion. And a lot of people, especially if you're doing something in the arts, if you will, get really in their heads. They don't know if they have what it takes. People who want to be like content creators or singers. I mean, there's a lot of those in Nashville. They're everywhere. But just like if anyone in that area, like a lot of people are just too afraid to even try. So let's get into that. Let's unpack it. <laughs> let's unpack it a little bit if you're crazy enough to try stand up specific it's because you either think you're genuinely talented and people have told you that you, they think you could do it or you're just a special kind of delusional mm-hmm. Delu- um, delulu Delu- i like saying delulu delulu and like with music you're gonna learn pretty fast if somebody sucks and it's gonna be a lot harder for them to keep going mm-hmm because if you suck at guitar people are like what in the hell is this but people can get away with being terrible on stage Way longer than they. Oh, interesting. So, you think people give you pity laughs? Is that why? No, no, no. It's it's just one of those things where it's like some people just have a laugh track in their head where they think they're doing good, and that gives them kind of the like free pass to try it. Mm. Does that make any sense? You like they think, don't you think feel that you're killing. they don't feel the bomb. Yeah, like they they literally are delusional. <laughs> that would be me. I'd get off stage and I'd be like, God, I brought down the house, and there was like not a single laugh in the whole room. <laughs> Nailed it. But yeah, I mean that's it's Nailed either it. yeah. Amy's like crushed it after she's done singing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really um, crazy. You know, you have this the stupid like the family members that are like, "Oh, you're funny. You're like Jim Carrey." Like I was just a little goofy nerd, and I always liked stand up. Still are, but I was like pretty much a bitch and like scared to do it because I the first time I ever got on stage, I was 21, and I did it like twice, and then I didn't do it for four years. No, I just like mentally, I wasn't in a good like I just wasn't ready to like pursue that yet. I don't think. Well, 21's really young. Did someone tell yeah. you you were funny when you were little and you ran with it? Or I how mean, did- everybody. That's all I ever got. Well, and like, I was a really goofy, ugly kid. Like, I, I, I literally had plastic surgery on my ears at six years old. That is a fact. <laughs> Why? Did they stick out too much? Oh, yeah. It was crazy. Like, they stuck out a lot. And, <laughs> I mean, I got bullied all the time. Purely for aesthetics? Your mom took you in to do that? Dude, can you imagine how bad a kid's ears have to be for, like, two poor southern 20-somethings to be like we can't walk around kroger with this we have to fix this right now do you have a bit about that we have to take out a mortgage a second mortgage on our home so we can fix this dumbo fucking idiot no dumbo child of ours yeah like it it was a problem for sure and i got bullied a lot but that happened yeah there's photos i'll show you I have, have to get my mom to send them. Dude, there's photos of me. I look like a um, sparring boxing. Like I had to have this wrap around my head like a mummy for a week <laughs> to like hold them in place. I swear to God. I remember sitting on the couch to like feeling like a mummy, like crying. So your fiscally poor parents in their 20s cared so much about your aesthetics to do surgery? No, I think it was more they cared about my mental well-being. Because they're like, this kid's going to get bullied. So you were getting bullied that bad. Oh, like I would come home crying and I eventually like was seven years old and beat up a nine-year-old on the playground. Like it was that kind of thing. And I'm a lover, not a fighter. But hey, you can only take so much. Does that mean that you should make your future fiance aware of the fact that you might have to invest money in your kid's future ear surgery? Yeah, like we genetic or Dumbo ears. Hell no, dude. We're gonna make that kid wear it, and he's gonna have to persevere. He's not gonna have <laughs> the pri- mentally. Tough. He's not gonna have the privileges I had. <laughs> From the time he's a newborn, you're putting headphones on his ears to push his ears back. 
<laughs> yeah, he's just going to be sponsored by Beats by Dre. I'm just going to post him until they yeah. like him. <laughs> so because you were an odd-looking child, you had to develop a sense of humor. Yes, and I was awkward, like super ADHD. Like my parents put me on Stratera, which is like an adult amphetamine at age seven. <laughs> like they didn't know what to do. And like they would just take me in the uh, the doctor's office and be like, fix this. We don't know. We don't know what this is. Help. And so as you got older, you were like, all right, what the hell? I guess I'll start writing jokes and knocking them back. How old were you when you were like, you know what would be really sick? If I could do stand-up comedy. I mean, I and this is going to sound lame and like a lie, but I mean, I've always loved stand-up. Since I was like, I think eight years old, nine years old. Because my mom loved stand-up. So like she would show me Mitch Hedberg and like Michael McDonald and she loved SNL. So I grew up on Sherry O'Terry and Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, Will Ferrell, all those guys. Like she loved Night at the Roxbury and Beverly Hills Ninja. Just like weird Wayne's World, like weird obscure SNL movies that like Lauren Michaels produced, you know? So like I always was around that and I just always loved that kind of stuff. So since I was little, I kind of always wanted to do that. I always wanted to be in entertainment too. Just something mm-hmm. along those lines. Like I've always like romanticized that. An entertainer. That. I've always wanted to be a showman. What? What are your thoughts? Not to get like serious at all, but what are your thoughts about comedy crossing lines? Like, is there any stuff that you just won't touch with a ten foot pole, or is there any other stuff that other comedians do where you're like, no, like that's disgusting. That crossed a line. I mean, if you want my honest opinion, I'm always I curious. No, I do. I don't expect anyone to share my views and or thoughts. Yeah, I am telling jokes. And I am on a stage at a comedy club. Yeah. If I'm at the library saying crazy shit, that's a completely different thing. Like, yeah, Yeah, okay, you can get mad about that, I guess. Mm -hmm. But even then, I feel like a mature adult's going to be like, all right, well, is my emotions more, like, am I going to cause more of a scene than this person is by being angry? Like, you shouldn't say that. To me, it's like, look, don't go to the swimming pool if you don't want to get wet. If you're going to be offended by jokes... Don't fucking go there. It's 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 a simple thing. It's like, look, do I like third eye blind? No, but I didn't start a Facebook hate group about them. You know, like I feel like there's just <laughs> you don't like you don't like semi charmed life. I mean, that song slaps. Familiar, my no, I don't, I don't know. Like, I I personally, and I'm also I'm aware that I'm on the farther side of like words don't really bother me, so I don't really care to me long story short i think you should be able to say whatever you want and i think that you should be able to i mean within reason right like i'm not up there just saying racial slurs and also if you are going to go for it you have to be calculated in it right and again i don't know shit about fuck i've only been doing comedy for two years i'm a nobody ladies and gentlemen just how i like them (laughs) yeah i was about to say she shoots for the stars folks but um no but nobody's with big ears genetically big ears (laughs) Yeah, it's my it's my type. Yeah, hey, we're all right. We have one dimple. That's how God made yeah. me. It's half ass, but it's it is what it is. It's something. What do you do if you can't think of anything to write? Do you get drunk? Do you go out and experience more life for like forty eight hours? Well, luckily, I'm super neurotic, and my imagination is running rampant at all times. So it's not hard to find stuff to write about, but it is hard to find stuff to like polish and figure out what works, figure out what doesn't work. When I started, a joke that should have been, and even still now. A joke that should have been three sentences long would be like two minutes. You figure out what works for you as far as your style. And like some people are great at telling stories. Some people will have like six, 10 minute bits and that's their hour. 
mm-hmm. you know, but it's a process that changes too. Like nothing's the same when I'm writing or if I'm thinking of something like I could be in the car on the way to pick her up and see something or hear something. And like that could spot, like literally could happen at any time. But what sucks is it's hard to turn that off. I always wonder that about Taylor Swift, how she's like always writing lyrics in her head. Like, how do you turn that off? How do you like just enjoy life of any kind and just kind of like- Y'all are making me feel like such a douche for talking about this. No, it's so interesting to us. I think I would be good at crowd work and I think Abby would be good at stand up. Yeah, I mean, until you try it, you'll never know. What is on your rider? Isn't that what it's called? Your list of requests in the dressing room? Do not have one of those. (laughs) What if you had one? What would it be on it? No, I know that you don't. I didn't think that you did. I didn't think you did whatsoever. But if you had one, Jesus Christ, I'm not Dave Chappelle. What do you want in your dressing room when you arrive? Okay, so this is going to sound lame. I love like energy drinks, water, fruit, and then maybe let's get crazy. Maybe even some meat and cheese. Charcuterie? A little shatter coochie board. That's what you want on your rider. Feed them cake. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, maybe some like cheesecake bites. I don't know. I'm a sophisticated guy. Cheesecake bites? Some Jack Daniels. So sounds like, sounds like a Costco, a Costco run for you. Um, How do you think an unfunny person can possibly get funnier? By consuming funny content, by being around funny people, you get quicker. Or do you think some people are just destined to be? Well, let the record show I never said I was funny. So let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Get over yourself. Oh, what the heck are we doing? Um, I think the biggest way to be funny, have God-given talent. Or a terrible childhood. Either one. Yeah, one of the two. (laughs) Both God-given. Yeah. Yeah, both God-given. Yeah, all God-given. It has to come from God. Yeah, God will be like, here you go. Meet this guy. He's going to ruin your life. Do you think that there's hope for people who aren't funny traditionally, who have already developed their personality and they're into adulthood, who want to be funnier? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're called writers. No delivery. Just they can get it down on paper. Boring as a box of rocks, but boy, do they have a good imagination. It's like they can think of it, but they can't deliver. And I'm not saying I can. Yeah. Can you calm down? I know. you, You make me feel weird. Well, that's to be expected. I didn't think I, I didn't think I would want to go back to the dating questions, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, please, can we go back to that? What is like the worst story from stand up? Like, have you ever gotten just absolutely no laughs in a set? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, so the first three months you start off, even longer than that. I mean, I still bomb. I mean, obviously, you get graceful with it and like you get better at dealing with it emotionally, but you still the. Like, especially when you're trying new stuff, you're just going to bomb. You're going to do yeah. bad because I'll have to tell a joke 10 times. I mean, I'll have to tell a joke 100 times sometimes, but you need to tell it 10, 20, however many times to like, okay, I need to get rid of this. I need to, to keep this. The delivery. I need to say it this way. I need to slow this down. There's a lot of different ways to to do that, I guess. Do you have any specific war stories? Like, oh, I remember this one night in 2020 when I did this uh, <laughs> they're all horrible actually all the nights they're terrible <laughs> i remember one night me and my buddies were in chicago and we decided to trip shrooms and then go do comedy mm. and one of my buddies was like i'm gonna quit comedy He's, he was like i'm i'm gonna not do comedy anymore and then and then he did he kept doing it that was weird just because that was his epiphany yeah well it, it was just a weird place we were in chicago we're some southern boys we never Big city. Hey, I don't ever big city for me. Okay, I will say this about Chicago: way bigger than I thought it was. Big buildings. Was your neck strained from looking up? Hey, well, no, because I was the same size. 
as the building. String bean, beanstalk. And then also he was over at the bean in Chicago and people were taking pictures of him and he was confused. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am the bean. You instead of the, yes. the silver bean, yeah. Yeah, if you look at the bean on Instagram. That must have been confusing. Me. Yeah, they were confused for sure, but they figured Maybe that out. should be your stage name. Maybe we came up with it for you. The bean? The bean. You just can never, or the string bean. You can never, uh, you can never gain any weight, however, so that you can keep that going. I don't plan on it, but um, <laughs> what's the best and worst part about comedy? I don't think there is a worst part. I think that like bombing makes you a better person. You learn to deal with stress better. I've made friends that I'll probably have for the rest of my life. Yeah, you get to meet for sure. Yeah, you get to meet a lot of cool people. It's just like you get to be creative and you get to do stuff like. You have something, at least for me, I have something to look forward to every day almost. So how on earth do you have enough material to cover five or six nights a week? What do you mean? You, I mean, like I said, like you always want to try new stuff and write new stuff. and I know, but that's just so much to be <laughs> constantly you doing. You recycle the jokes. Like when you do the five yeah, nights I guess, a week, perfect. you're doing like the same kind of set just in different audiences. Yeah, I mean, like there's three or four jokes I've been working on for two weeks now. And like, I thought of a new joke today and I did that. So I'll probably try that one for a minute because it got some laughs, but it's not where it needs to be, but neither are any of my jokes. Uh, it is a process for sure. I mean, it's a joke is almost never done. That's what me and Abby say. A joke is almost an old fable. A joke is almost never done. <laughs> Ashley and I will recycle the same joke for six years back and forth over and over. Yeah. And we'll never oh, that's, stop. But that's great. I mean, comics will tell the same story every night. I mean, yeah. if it's good, it's good. That's, Hey, you know, Prince always played 1999. You got to play the hits. Do you ever pick on people in the crowd? Yeah, of course. Mm. But you don't want to turn the crowd against you. There's a line. Like, you got to be playful and, like, commanding. Like, if you're going to do it, you want to be creative. Like, you want to, you know, you don't want to just be mean. A lot of people think that that's what crowd work is. They'll just pick somebody out and be like, sweet shirt, Loser. Actually, do you know what I learned today? I learned that when you work on your delivery and like your cadence with the crowd, you have to do those pauses, you know, so everyone can laugh and you can't talk over them. That's called stepping on a laugh. You don't want to step on the laugh. Oh, mm-hmm. you see, memory. That was like 20 minutes. You actually described that perfectly. I think I need to stop stepping on my own laugh. I think I'd be a lot funnier if I stopped smiling so much. I also agree with that. If I had more of a dry humor and I didn't make myself laugh so damn much, I would be way funnier. Well, I just but I'm making naturally. myself tackle every day. That's good I'm though. I'm always naturally smiling. I think I'd be funnier with mm-hmm. this deadpan. Well, don't get it twisted. I mean, clearly, you, you have to think you're good enough. I only preface things with I don't think I'm good to be funny because it, it's funny to joke about being insecure. Clearly, I think I'm the man. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be on stage. Mm-hmm. But you do. You don't want to be a douche either. Right? Do you think it's helped with your confidence yeah. a lot? No, I've never had a confidence problem, even when I look like fucking even with your Dumbo. Years? Dumbo, yeah. yeah. I mean, I cry, but you you play it good for the people, right? In the car, you cry. <laughs> Outside, you pretend you're awesome. Who's, Who's your, your favorite, favorite comedic, comedic actor? actor? comedic actor like somebody who does not do stand-up no someone who does both stand-up but also movies or tv and an actor that i like your favorite yes that's what the word favorite favorite means yes in my opinion it's got to be adam sandler right i mean nobody has been able to do stand-up and which he does do music which is kind of different but he does stand-up and arguably has some of the best comedies ever made um what are your favorite but okay so like think about most very popular stand-ups like Richard Pryor is probably the only other one who you could put in front of. Like, Dane Cook had a couple good movies. Robin Williams is another one. Like, Steve Martin is another one. I mean, there's so many guys that, like, that I grew up watching specifically that were incredible stand-ups and incredible actors. 
Yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy is probably number one, actually. Like Eddie Murphy and Richard him. Pryor. Huh? I forget about Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I mean, Eddie What's Murphy, Delirious, is probably one of the best stand-up specials of all time. Do you prefer Cheaper by the Dozen 1 or 2? Every day, okay. all day, every day. Because it no teaches you how to be. Life. No, and that's per that's prime time Hillary Duff, too. Let's let it not be forgotten. Yeah. Well, so they call it improv, right? But all those people rehearse, and almost all of them are skits. Now, there will be stuff where they're like, throw out a word, we'll incorporate it into a scenario. And it'll be like a muffin, and it's like, we're at a coffee shop now. You know who, what I always watched growing up was Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. Great show. I used to watch that with my dad all the time and all those guys would just do their like improv skits. It was so funny. Improv is awesome. And I did it in high school. It's just a different thing. Mm -hmm. Like improv is like theater kids that grew up. It's just a weird, it's a weird vibe almost. And that's a generalization. Not everybody's like that. Abby, next time, Abby, next time we hang out, we're going to put a bunch of objects in a room and sit one of our friends on the couch and say, for one hour, we're doing improv. For one hour, we're all going to do it. I mean, improv is pretty much just a game of calculated charades. That's really all it is. Mm -hmm. But it is very hard. And I do respect some of my favorite people are are people that never did stand up. Like, Jason Sudeikis is fucking hilarious. Paul mm-hmm. Rudd, like, all those guys. You know, but SNL, too. But Bill Hader, to me, is probably... He's an SNL guy. Incredible skit. He's got show documentary now. Barry is probably my favorite show. It's on HBO Max. Girlies, you'd like it. It is good. Little Girlies. dark, but good. Little dark. But good. I do not know the name of the actress in it, but she is fucking awesome. And then the guy who plays the Fonz, Henry Winkler, he's in it. Yes. And... And Bill Hader, he is so fun because he can be hilarious or very serious. Like he, the show is very dramatic. What advice do you have for someone that wants to get into any sort of performing thing, not just comedy? Oh yeah, that's easy. Uh, don't. You're gonna hate yourself. You're gonna lose friends. You're gonna lose jobs. Relationships are gonna crumble at your fucking feet. You're gonna be poor. You're gonna be poor as shit, dude. I lived on a couch for. No, I'm just kidding. No. Um. <laughs> have a good day, jobs. Advice number one, because you're gonna have to have some health insurance. You're gonna have to have some way to support yourself. Um. Obviously, I'm kidding. That is not the most important thing at all. Just fucking don't make excuses. Just do whatever you want to do. And yeah. I know that sounds cliche and like, but it really is as simple as like the, the reason most people don't ever do anything is because they overthink it or they don't think that they could ever do it. Like they live outside of themselves and like, they're like, well, you could never, it's like, no, just do it. Like, I remember thinking, how would I ever write a joke? Mm-hmm. Like, I literally remember thinking that, like, how, where would I even begin to do that? And then you just get on stage and you ramble around like I've been doing for an hour. And then you just figure shit out. Like, you're like, oh, okay, well maybe this yeah. will work. That got a laugh this didn't you're either gonna figure it out or you're not and even then you need a great stroke of luck and you need to be very nice to people because so like 95 percent of comedy is the hang yeah the hang that's what it is like you're the camaraderie like you're hanging out people you're talking to people you're that is what if you're on the road like you're in a car with somebody for six hours maybe and then you're staying with them for 48 hours and then you're on stage for maybe 20 minutes of that time 30 minutes like maybe if you're in my position so would you spend a couple weeks in New York or LA doing some shows? Oh my God, yes. Yeah, if I could have, like, if I could afford to just like leave my place and like go do that, I would right now. But but I am going, so I'm going to be in LA. I think in November, and then I think I'm going to go to Austin in September. Oh, 
Okay, well, there you go. You're doing it. Can you do a little bit for us? What, like a joke? Can you sing for us? Can you play your guitar? So a joke that you said tonight. You had a show before this. Oh, Christ. That's the Um, joke? Christ. We love the Lord in this house. That's a joke. Jesus Christ. Cheese and rice. Our Lord and Savior. No, I'm a man of the Lord. I'm a Southern gentleman. Um, Gotta have faith, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't said that at all. You gotta have faith. Gotta believe in yourself and a greater cause. That is true, though. I, I do. I am a believer. But if you don't believe in something... You'll stand for nothing. You'll stand for nothing, ladies and gentlemen. Cheers. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. <laughs> I'll be here all night. All right, fine. I'll do something... Go on, get. I'll do something that did terrible tonight. No, do something no, good. No, we don't want that. We don't want your practice we don't want leftovers. Bits. Well, you know what? I don't want a lot of things. We want your funniest bits. No. You're going to have to see me. Pay me. That's a good bit. Just pay me. <laughs> and I feel like if you're poor, you should be able to gamble with being poor. You should be able to take risk with having nothing, like credit. So if I'm checking out Domino's and it says pay now with credit card, pay with cash upon delivery, I think there should be an option like, fist fight the delivery driver for free food. (laughs) Like I should be able to gamble getting my ass whooped for free food. I have nothing to lose. And not only that, but if I do lose, not only am I hungry, but I just got my ass whooped by probably like an amateur streamer who serves pizzas on Tuesday nights. And then I'll just have to kill myself. (laughs) That's the ending of your bit. Yeah. I did tell you yeah, I've done it twice. Why don't you workshop that one a little bit more? Ladies, I'm positive, I promise. Okay, give us a bit that's high performing. Christ on the cross, what do you want from me? <laughs> I just told you what I want, a high performing bit, something on the high Yeah, but I gotta, I'm going to burn my material. You have a lot of bits. Okay, well, I'm not going yeah, no, to be seeing you anytime <laughs> soon, so this is <laughs> I'm joking. Um... Just joshing. <laughs> do you ever use material okay. about the woman that you've bagged? No. What the bagged? fuck? Yeah, and what kind of vulgar? I'm, I'm over. I said cocksucker earlier. I, you just made me blush by saying bagged. Bagged. What a disrespect, fellas! Don't ever say you bagged a woman. But I'm a woman, and Patrick, I'm Patrick, whatever is it, Parker. Don't say you bagged a woman. But I'm a woman, and I'm specifically <laughs> talking about Abby right now. <laughs> yeah, and I already have five bits on her. Do you? No. I told him immediately. I was like, just so you know, I would love it. If you use something about me in your comedy bits. Exactly. I might, but I, okay, so here, I'll do this because, I mean, you called me Hinge Hunter for Christ's sake. How respectful is that? When you first start seeing Abby, it's Hinge Hunter for a week. The second week, yeah. you get the hinge removed that you're dating her. And then yeah, there's slowly the premium more package up. here soon. Yeah, no, you just level Q- up your names. That's for Q4. Uh, you went okay. straight from Hinge Hunter to String Bean. Yeah, right? it was <laughs> yeah you skipped it. You skipped a step. You went from HH to SB. All right, so here, I'll tell this one because this is in my act, so whatever. I had a girl tell me recently that her biggest fear from using the dating apps is that the guy wouldn't be the height that he says he is in his profile. And that is a valid fear. That is a valid fear. But I feel like your biggest fear should be somebody playing hide-and-go-seek with your body. Like, I have two sisters. That Like, wouldn't you rather a 5'4 Danny DeVito show up and treat you like a queen then some 6'4 Keanu Reeves show up and put you in a wood chipper. <laughs> and well, look, like nobody wants to get murdered, but everybody knows we were, we're going to watch the documentary when it comes out on Netflix. It's like, hey, did you hear about Sarah? What happened? Oh, well, she's, she's, uh, there's a documentary about her murder. So, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to eat popcorn and watch that all night long. 
You didn't like that one bit, dude. No, I laughed when you said wood chipper. But that feeds into another Tinder bit. So I can't I can't just be burning. Oh, okay. Burning. So I I am fond of a callback. Is that is that what you you comedians call it when you refer to something that you said earlier? Write some jokes about me. (laughs) Abby walked away from it crying. Do you know how creepy that is though? No, not I mean I guess it's not creepy if somebody asks, yeah, that is true. It's creepy if you do it, and I don't yeah. know that you're doing it's it. It's creepy without Can you imagine consent. if I was like, There's I already good... have 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm begging. That's like an after-school special line. It's creepy without consent. Do we have any other bits that we want to pound out? We don't. I don't think. Maybe you should be a voice actor because you do have a unique voice. Have you thought about doing voices? No, he does voices all the time. It's like, you know that you know that scene in Mrs. Doubtfire where he goes to the job employment office and he's like, I do voices. <laughs> yeah. The other day I was and going he's like, to I could do a great impression of a hot dog. And then he, he leans back. <laughs> the other day, actually, I was like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom to like talk amongst yourselves. And it was just Hunter by himself, you know, like on my bed. So you told him to and talk I- like like he was in split. Yeah, I was like, but I was joking. I was just like saying a thing, like talk amongst yourselves. But then I went into the bathroom and I closed the door, and all of a sudden he started doing multiple voices of like different people talking to each other, and it was so funny. Go on now, get. How do you even sit down to write your first joke? I started off telling stories. Like I, I would, oh. I would just tell stories. Okay. Uh, because it's easier that way because you can be like, okay, well, excuse me. Here's a beginning. Here's a middle. Here's an end. Yeah. It's bookended. And then the more you tell it, the more you can be like, okay, well, I can put a joke here. I can make this funny or like, cause you want to have, if you're telling a story, you want to have a laugh every sentence at most you want to, I mean, obviously every sentence needs to have something in it, but at least every other sentence, I mean, it's one thing to keep them engaged, but it needs, obviously it's gotta be funny. So you just mm. want to start the story. And then figure out things that would work. Do you want to write for TV ever? I don't know. I think that's a trap. You can get into like the money and then like not want to well, yeah, do stand up all the time or want to like my main goal. No, I want to do stand up. Oh, okay. And so if you get a writing job, awesome. I mean, I would do that, obviously, but that's not like the, a goal of mine. So you want to do stand up, but like what would be the dream where you're like, fuck, I've made it. Like going on a tour, getting a Netflix Yeah, special, like tour like, six months out of the year, do it full time successful podcast living off of comedy money i mean that's the goal because you make money but you don't make consistent money no I, I don't where i'm at okay now is our favorite time at the end where we ask all of our guests if they have any books podcasts movies any kind of content recommendation of something that you've read or listened to recently it can really be anything under the sun any recs that you have for the people um righteous gemstones on hbo max i recommend that all right your audience will hate it probably, but um, it is incredible. Is it for boys only? No, it's not. One of my favorite characters in it is a girl. Um, Danny McBride wrote it. But another thing is an album, actually. It's an oldie but a goodie. Malibu by Anderson Pack. You should hmm. check it out, and I think that everybody can enjoy it. That's cool. We don't usually get music recs, so that's I fun. figured I'd do something different. Something about me is I'm just like very quirky and different. Like just like not like Yeah, you know, a little bit about me. I don't really like to abide by the rules. So where can like where can the fans find you? At HB Boris on Instagram. Spell Boris for them. They're not going to know how. B-O-R-O-S. It is not pronounced how it's spelt. See, I would think it's I-S. It's, that is how it is pronounced. On that note, Hunter, thank you for... <laughs> Okay, she's probably in this five times. Thank you for a laugh. Thank you for a chuckle. <laughs> yeah, I know. Thank you for a smile. Um, mm-hmm. 
We appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you having me on and I hope everybody has a great night and does not hate. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I hope you guys have a kick-ass weekend and this is inspiring, hopefully, to everyone. Go put your hinge dates in the hot seat because it's fun and it's do it for the plot season. So have fun. Bye. Bye.